0: Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine, maybe Dave A-
1: Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli, me, Dave Worth, and I, Dustin Diodato. Each week, we tell true stories inspired by our lives from events that happened to us since the last time we recorded the podcast. As this is our inaugural show, we have not yet left our podcast. This week, Dave talks about how his week began, Morgan talks about his fears of all people, and Dustin looks at the pros and cons of being
0: a child as an adult. Dave, why don't you start us off and tell us, what happened to you this week? I would love to, Morgan. Thank you. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I will do that. I, um, uh, I work as a dog walker, and I work in my neighborhood, um, which is a fun job. I like it a lot. It's still a job, but it's, it's fun. Um, and I live in Sunnyside, Queens, which is a, a nice uh, residential neighborhood in Queens, uh, it's like the last uh, middle-class place on earth, basically. <laughs> like, um, there are actual little houses there, but they're not, like, ostentatiously huge houses or anything like that. Um, and people have dogs there, so I walk their dogs. Uh, lately, I've been doing this thing um, where I wake up early, like like 6, 6.30, and and I have this very romantic notion, I've been doing it for about three months, I've been, and I have this very romantic notion that I'm gonna get a lot of work done, because uh, my first client is until about 10 or 10.30, so I've got like three or four good hours, you know? Really could get a lot of writing done, a lot of stuff done, because like every other dog walker on the planet. Um, and, I'm sorry, are, are you a morning person, or? I'm getting there, I'll, okay, get there. Okay. I'll, get, I'll get there, I'll get there. Uh, Like every other dog walker on the planet, I have, like, a loose affiliation of 50 other things I do. You know, I, I, I spend a lot of time writing and doing comedy stuff and podcasting, among other things. Mercenary work. Mercenary work. <laughs> missionary work. Mercenary work. <laughs> um, so, uh, and light filing. Light filing <laughs> of files. Yeah. Uh, like the, the things that you file. Oh, not, right, right. Not not files. Okay. Uh, anyway. Keep the dogs in a filing cabinet. <laughs> Keep the dogs in a filing cabinet and take them out to walk them. Um, uh, so anyway, um, uh, so that's, that was my theory when I started doing this. Also, my, I have, it's romantic. My wife wakes up pretty early uh, to, because she has a real job uh, with a with desk and stuff. Um, so I was like, well, I, I should wake up and see her in the mornings. In practice... To your question Morgan This does not work at all (laughs) I wake up At 6 in the morning And I spend the entire Morning uh, Until about 9.30 going I wish I was dead (laughs) I can't Think I open my computer And like sort of Twitter Like rolls by As I try to catch up to you know News or whatever I turn on the news And make no sense of it you know like new york one if you watch new york one it's it's actually really well done news broadcast and they run it on a wheel of about a 20 minute uh just recurring broadcast that they slowly start dropping more news into as they go as the day goes along they'll start swapping out old story for new story but i I can't i i'll see it go by six times with the weather they have weather on the ones every 10 minutes and by at nine thirty, I'll go. I wonder what, what the weather is, <laughs> and I'll realize I have seen the weather fifteen times, literally fifteen times since six a.m. and not integrated any of it in. And I was, uh, you know, thinking, well, well, I'll study Spanish because I want to learn Spanish, and I'll and I'll get a, I'll, I'll I'll write this novel thing I'm working on. I have studied no Spanish and written about a page in three months. This is not working, at all. This is a terrible idea. And then about 9.30, my brain flips on. The amount of coffee I finally put into it catches. And that's about when I need to get ready <laughs> to go to work um, to do like all the hygiene and like uh, get, my, get my bike together and go. Uh, and I bike from client to client in my neighborhood uh, because um, uh, it'd be a lot more walking. And I already walk about 10 miles a day. And, uh, it also gets me there with a certain amount of speed. My first client is about a 15 minute walk from me, about a five minute bike ride. So get my bike, get it into the elevator. Cause I'm not going to leave it outside overnight. Uh, that is a good way even in, in a middle-class neighborhood of it leaving. Uh, and the elevator is too small for the bike. So I've got the bike sort of like propped against me, um, get down to, uh, the lobby get the bike out of the lobby which involves holding a lot of doors in awkward positions for the bike uh walk the bike down to the corner get on the bike and um i stand on my pedals when i when i bike um uh because i like having functional testicles um (laughs) And and, uh, bike uh, uh, seats are incredibly uncomfortable if you like having functional testicles. Um, But also, I like to get there as fast as possible. So if you stand up, you get a lot more uh, torque. Um, And I was uh, on Monday. uh, I did all this. Got on my bike. Stood on the pedals. Started biking. Client's about 15 blocks away. I get about five blocks on 43rd Avenue. 43rd Avenue has um, a bike lane. It's one of those implied bike lanes. They, they've, they've painted it, but they haven't set it off in any way. There's no curbs around it. So uh, to your left is traffic, just whizzing by. And, and, and to your right are parked cars and people walking out. And um, uh, directly in front of you are like double parked people and people uh, making deliveries and people just having conversations in the bike lane. Uh, so there is a lot of zigging and zagging uh, that you do, and hoping that people don't hit you. But today, I've got a like for the first time in months, I've just got a clear path. You know, like I am getting a good amount of speed, and at at forty fifth Street, I live on fortieth, on forty fifth Street, uh, and forty third Avenue, and Queens uh, streets and avenues are very confusingly named. Forty um, fifth at and the corner at the corner of forty fifth and forty third. My bike falls apart under me. Whoa. Okay, what do you mean by falls apart? I'll let you know, Morgan. What I mean is (laughs) that I hear a loud clunk, and all the tension goes off my pedals, which means that they drop my feet, and I fall forward onto my handlebars at about 20 miles per hour. Now, I don't fall forward in any rational way. You know, it's not like I fall forward, like, uh, with my weight evenly positioned. So the first thing that happens is the bike skews hard to the right towards the parked cars. And I know from experience that if you hit a car with your bike, you go over the handlebars headfirst into the car. So I think that's probably not a good idea. Uh, I've got enough uh, uh, leverage on the handlebars that I can kind of crank them. So I crank them to the left uh, towards traffic, um, which seems to be open at that point. But I wasn't really thinking too hard about it. I was more thinking, uh, not good to hit car with head. Um... At which point, my bike stops even pretending it's a bike and just becomes a falling, clattering mass of metal uh, with me sort of intertwined in it, uh, and it drops me to the pavement on my left arm. Um, See, guys? (laughs) Uh, I just showed them all the scabs. (laughs) Um, uh, For those of you at home, it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And so I fall down. I think, oh, God. (laughs) And I... uh, um i take the i take the the impact on my left arm right at the elbow and uh all this you feel this wave of potential energy release just slide through your entire body uh kind of like the ripples of um of water when a stone hits it um and then you lie down on your face and uh, i was wearing a helmet which is a good idea you should definitely do that um my bike came to a stop somewhere I'm lying face down in the in in the bike lane just screaming the word fuck um and I've crashed my bike enough times now to know that if I uh, ever die in the service of riding it my last words will be a litany stream of curses I hear uh, I've got my eyes closed and 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 also my hands around my sort of head in that sort of semi-protective way. So it's all darkness. So I just hear feet running over to me. And um, Sunnyside is a neighborhood known for having a a, a large uh, Asian population, uh, a reasonably sized South, reasonably sized Southeast Asian community. Um, A lot of Irish people. Uh, An old school Jewish community Not really known for Italians I've never met an Italian person Who lives in Sunnyside I found the two Italian people Who live in Sunnyside though Who picked me up Uh, And they were very nice And these two older gentlemen uh, They walked me and my bike over to the corner uh, Made sure I was okay
2: Why are you surprised by the fact That two Italian gentlemen can be nice? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, We're good people. Yeah, we're fine people. I found the other two Italians who live in Queens, by the way, to record this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, wait, you're right. Um, (laughs) uh, No, I'm not surprised at all. I was surprised they were there. I was surprised they weren't Sunnyside. The Italian people that I've known, including both of you gentlemen, have been very charming people, but I was not... Expecting to crash my bike into the into the vicinity of the only two Italian gentlemen who live in in Sunnyside.
1: In, fairly, in fairness, we'd usually be too busy eating our spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> to go help someone who's fallen off their bike. Prego, <laughs> mamma mia! A bike, a crash.
2: Um, I don't know, but I'm working on my import export business, <laughs> right? Right. <yeah. laughs> so,
0: and, and know, I have no. my fine Ital- Italian leather jacket sales. Right. Uh. So I. Um. I. Uh. I, They pick me up, they put me uh, on the corner, they get my bike out of um, the street, and when I look down at the bike itself and see what happened, what had happened was without any seeming damage or um, any sign that it had broken, the chain had just come off the bike. It just popped off. Uh, There was no damage to the cogs, no damage to the chain. It was like the chain woke up on Monday and was like, nah, (laughs) (laughs) it's Monday, I'm sleeping in. Let's kill this guy instead. (laughs) Um, So, you know, incredibly frustrated and angry because, like, now I'm like bleeding and I've torn up my one of my favorite hoodies and I'm, uh, uh, you know, still in that shocked space of like, "Whoa, I nearly died." Um, I I don't really think things through. I just think, "Am I okay enough to walk the next dog?" yeah i guess so so i roll my bike you know and 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 hobble my way there and i passed a couple people who looked at me like what the fuck because like you know like I've, i've i'm i'm visibly bleeding the bike is in 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 several like is obviously damaged i'm i'm probably green with a mix of fear and like fury um i get to the client lock up the bike in front Um, Not that it's going anywhere at this point. Go inside. I open their door. Their dog is not there. I look all over their apartment. Their dog is not there. So I call them. And when the client answers, they say, Oh, we're sorry. We went on a three-day... weekend and and forgot to tell you. And I heard myself saying, "That's okay, that happens," while my well, my brain was stopping my mouth from screaming, "I nearly died getting to your dog." Um It's not their fault, and obviously like that probably would have happened at some point during the day either way. Uh, but that's how my week began. <laughs> The first thing that happened was me waking up, feeling like crap for three hours, then getting on my bike for three minutes before it dropped me to the pavement really hard, and then walking to go pick up a dog that apparently did not exist that day.
2: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to spend the time between this podcast and the next podcast trying to figure out who tried to assassinate Dave Worth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it was the dog. It had a yeah. perfect alibi. It wasn't. Yeah. It was out there, of town, seemingly out yeah. of town.
0: Yeah, somebody tried to kill me. Like, uh,
1: was like, although although I know this is pretty racist to our to our own people. Always yeah. a great way to start the first episode of
2: our show. Yeah. Um, but what were those two italians doing there what were that's they That's a good doing? question that's a good they question they just happened
0: to be there when you almost died <laughs> was it an italian bike maybe uh no it was it was a cheap bike that's oh. made in china um uh so the chinese tried to kill me Actually, okay. um uh let me ask a technical question yeah, was yeah. that a new chain on the bike no uh, it was the same chain i've had on the bike but oh, it was weird. it was uh, the bike's only a year old yeah um i mean it sounds like a was just a the chain had uh, come off once before while I was not riding the bike. Like right. I had, like kind of t- like there had been like uh, something had gotten caught in it while I was wheeling it. So I'd taken the thing out of the thing, and then the chain had come off, and I'd put it back on, and it hadn't come back off yeah. since then. Um, uh, it happens. Sure, these things aren't danger are dangerous. I have, I've crashed my bike now four times in a year. I'm told that it's not even an unusual amount for riding in New York. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not riding a thing anymore. Really? I'm Good. not fucking doing it. Good. I was going to say, because, like, you've told me a number of times mm-hmm. about your
1: – I stopped riding immediately when I came to New York. And I, um, my roommate got into a really bad accident and left him with a cane for more than a year. And then I watched a guy get into a really bad accent. I'm just like, done. And I just like tossed my bike outside and let it get stolen.
2: So so is that your segue outside in front of the apartment then? <laughs> yes, that's
0: my... Yeah, I get I get around now via uh, personal hovercraft. Hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. still pretty dangerous. Yeah. You got to watch out for
2: those opening doors. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i doored a guy on a hovercraft like <laughs> <and my laughs> bounced off my bubbly barrier thing side note my dad is like getting to the point where he's like unsafe at any speed and he's doored multiple bikers at this point oh so my this, god this is just karmic retribution no one's died no one's gotten like even badly hurt but like it, it, the world is saying the worth line has caused enough trouble for bikers that we're gonna cause some trouble <laughs> every time the worst get on a bike
2: so are you walking now or like razor scooter or, i'm like, walking what is, I'm, okay. just, I'm just good just walking then
0: yeah you know like i don't it doesn't even add that much time to my day at this point because like to lock and unlock your bike if you don't want your bike to go away is like a four minute process anyway right um so that's my story guys that's that's week one for me yay, yay. <laughs>
1: what do you got um morgan well on am slightly happier note uh, i had a uh, birthday party i was invited to uh, a comedian friend of mine Corey. i uh, was doing a karaoke themed birthday party this was uh friday night and um I don't know her super well. Like she's been, so I co host a show called Relationships, a live storytelling show. And she's. Language. Uh, relation bleep. Bleep rape relationship. <laughs> and she's been uh, a participant on the show uh, once and uh, she's been in the audience a couple times. And so I. She. Very nice for her to invite me to this party. But. And because I'm single, um, I feel obligated to go to anything that I'm invited to, especially because I'm 37. So I'm starting to feel like. You know, the pressure's on, the um, the perspective uh, women out there are being whittled down further and further. It's Whether or not that's rational, it's hard to not have that thought in the back of my Do mind. Do you find that you're always
2: essentially at the single table at whatever party you oh go to? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Like, most of, most of my friends are married, and, like, they'll have me over for parties, and I'll sit there, and it's nothing but couples.
0: Yeah. I once jokingly said to a friend of mine, like, uh, shortly after I got married, man my my reason for going to parties really went down after i stopped trying to get laid at them yeah he looked at me and went yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i went oh yeah that's actually that's actually really true and it's
1: horrible because and this is tough because like there's no female representation in this podcast right now um and it definitely paints us in this sort of like this sort of light um someone once told me that their view of dating was that um there are no male friends, only men who are waiting, which is horrible. It is a horrible like way of looking at how men view relationships with women, um, and I don't want to be that person. So I feel kind of shitty. Pardon my language um, for wanting to go to parties mostly because I want to meet women, because I you know I'm perfectly happy having female friends. Well, obviously, I
0: mean, like it's also like the type of thing. Look, uh, there. This is one of those things that's like this is why we can't have nice things right as opposed to you're the problem Yeah, like I mean we are we are the problem yeah. <laughs> like well, statistically it's... speaking men are the problem Right that doesn't mean that as a male you are you are the problem. Oh, no, certainly not But
1: also it puts a lot of pressure on me um, And it's a lot of pressure that is on top of the fact that I have pretty bad social anxiety And it's something that I've worked through a lot um, in the years you know over the years, but it's still there so when it's a party where I'm not really going to know anybody there, except maybe, you know, one person who I, you know, I'm know i acquaintances with, um, it starts to like, I will immediately agree to it. I'll be like, yes, I'm definitely going. And then I will, I also have problems making decisions. So I'll usually kind of game myself in such a way where I'm either locked in or find a really good excuse to not go. So in the case of this party, I frequently posted on her Facebook wall about how awesome I'm looking, how I'm looking forward to it, how awesome it's going to be, how I'm definitely going to be there. So I'm like, I'm locked in. I kind of have to go. I've made a big deal about going, but in the time between leaving work and getting to this party, I find my found myself getting really anxious about going, and really wanting to find a way out, and really kicking past Morgan for having screwed over present Morgan. In locking himself into this so I would I was taking the long way to get there You know kind of hoping that maybe there'd be a problem with the trains uh, Maybe I would get like intestinal distress always a great reason for me to not end up going to a party um, And this was something that used to be much worse of a problem um, Even five six years ago when I was in grad school It would be so bad that I would be invited to a party. I would hem and haw about going I would at the very last second run out the door bike to this is in vermont so biking was reasonably safe there bike to the party get to the door stand there see all these people inside that i was like roughly acquainted with all having awesome conversations and talking and all this stuff and music and just being packed in there and just going i can't do it and then leaving the front door and biking all the way home and then just getting on my computer and being sad so i've worked really hard to not do that and i could feel that happening again and it hadn't happened for a long time Um, I've been, but again, I've been also hanging out with mostly people I know very well, a lot of couples. So I get to, this is at a place called Planet Rose, which is a karaoke bar. And unfortunately the trains worked amazingly well. I got there 20 minutes early, which is also terrible because I find even if I get to a party on time, it usually doesn't start for another hour. I went to a party last year where I got there and they hadn't even finished setting up. So I had to stand around awkwardly while the two hosts who I was acquaintances with We're still getting things set up. And then it didn't start for an hour and 45 minutes. I'm just like, I'm the only one here. This is awkward. So I get there 20 minutes early and I peek my head inside just to get a sense of, you know, lay of the land. And I've been to Planet Rose before, but, you know, this was, I wanted to see how packed it was. And I get in and it's completely packed with people. And um, I look around, there's no place to sit or for me to just like hang out and wait for people to arrive. So I'm like, okay. I'm gonna cool my heels. I'm gonna walk around the block a couple times. So I start to head to the door, and I walk past, and I see Corey sitting at the bar talking to some people. I'm like, "Oh shit! She's already here. She's been here for who knows how long." Can I get out without her seeing me? So then I slink out the door rather than engage in conversation because I'm so embarrassed about being there early, and because like there's no place for me to be. And that's I find a really big thing for me is I need like some sort of a space to to be in. Um, so I slink out the door and I walk around the block. And it's a big block in that area. I walk around that block two or three times before I, I have the nerve. And I keep checking my clock, my watch to see if I'm like at least on time at this point. If it's at least the party time and not early. And at, at one point I walked past uh, a bar slash comedy club called Otto's Shrunken Head which I've never performed at, but I know a lot of people have performed there. And I started having this fantasy about going into Otto's shrunken head, ditching the party and it being an open mic and just getting on stage and telling everyone about like, basically this story and how I'm literally avoiding this party right now to be on stage and tell you all about how I'm avoiding this party.
2: I I can tell you as a person who has performed at Otto's shrunken head, no matter matter how bad the party that you were going to go to was going to be okay it was going to be better than performing an
1: auto trunk in really yes we are alienating some listeners right now yes End of one business yes okay that
2: well that, that that's fine it is it is any experience that i've had there has been with the open mics there have been a series of people going i don't give a
1: shit about <laughs> what you're saying right now oh i've already had me talk numerous comments. times in yeah. other places yeah also
0: i already alienated all of italy
1: that's true yeah. you did um and parts of southeastern asia um so but that fantasy was like it kind of screwed up my courage a bit because like, well, if I could potentially stand in front of a bunch of strangers and talk about not going to the stupid party, I could probably just go to the stupid party and be in front of a bunch of strangers. And um, I sort, and
2: then talk about it on a podcast and, later. So I, and then
1: talk about it on a podcast <laughs> later. Um, So I end up going to the party and I flagged down Corey's at the bar and we had a very nice conversation. There was no place for me to stand um it was still super awkward i'm not a big drinker so i like nursed my rum and coke and i stayed for about an hour and then bolted because that was all i could take before the anxiety just overwhelmed me just overstimulated anxious a lot of people i didn't really know um but it was still like it was a a tiny victory but it was still a victory i didn't fall back to what i used to do and for that i'm genuinely proud of myself even though i didn't meet any single ladies (laughs) and um i bolted very very quickly uh, so yeah, so that was the most significant thing that happened to me this week.
2: Okay, well, I'm I'm proud of you for going in the first place. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I, I too wrestle with lady anxiety and um,
1: anxiety, sure,
0: anxiety, and she often wins. <laughs> um, uh, and it, it's it, the thing that's always interesting to me about anxiety is like the feeling of like. If, I, if I'm good with it, I can step outside and, like, sort of top down myself and then look around everybody else and think about, like, the 5,000 thoughts that are racing through my own head. Because anxiety, to me, at least for me, is, like, this thing that happens when you get um, your own thoughts. They get into a feedback loop. It, it, they get into a feedback loop, but you also get no, like, social check against your thoughts. Mm. You know when I'm alone I'm anxious which is great because I work alone (laughs) Um, so I check a lot of doors throughout my day to make sure I've locked them check a lot of stoves several times to make sure they're off um, all that stuff and when you're in that feedback loop as well you like blow through things you go on autopilot because you're with your thoughts which makes it that much more anxiety-provoking right So, yeah, I'm 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 proud of you for 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 wrestling uh, for at least taking one of three falls from her. Um, Yeah, uh, it's it's really fucking hard. It's a really hard thing to have. People don't really understand it a lot of the time. it is.
1: And for me, it was particularly hard because I came to New York as a single individual. Um, I came here with two roommates, but then I quickly moved out and was have been on my own for a number of years. So I'm always kind of with those thoughts in that way. And so it's always been this, I don't have uh, a sounding board to, to talk these things out against. I don't have that that sort of a check in the real world.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know what your experience of being alone is. When I lived alone, um, I, I uh, came to discover that nine out of ten of thoughts, ten thoughts I have are completely rational and sane. Mm-hmm. And then the tenth is insane. And when I'm alone, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> But every
1: now and then the one that you think is the insane one gets confirmed yes. and that really yeah. throws you out of whack. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I um I actually I remember telling my therapist that I had an irrational fear of uh my air conditioner falling out of my window and hurting somebody. I had that fear. I know uh, that yeah. and he's like, That's not irrational that happened to me. I oh my god. My, I dropped my air conditioner on my car.
0: Yeah, no. That is a <laughs> co- And I was like, that's, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. a completely rational fear. Last year Kelly and I went to replace our air conditioner. Uh we took it out of the window we didn't really look at the like we took the old one out because it wasn't really working we didn't really look at the window frame we went uh, we measured it we went to pc richards little plug there great <laughs> guys uh picked up or picked up a new air conditioner bought it back started to put it in the window and i looked in the window frame and was like The whole thing was just rotted wood. Whoa. It was all like falling apart. You could see like three inches the frame had moved in the time that the A C had been in there. Mm -hmm. And I and we're five stories up directly over the opening to the building.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um and I looked at it and was like, no, that has to go back. We gotta take this thing back and get one of those like like standalone R2 D2 units, which is what we wound up doing. Um and
2: which is the worst thing to have to take back to a store. Yeah. It weighs like so 8,000 heavy. Oh, yeah. so heavy.
0: And the guy saw us and c- come in and he was like, what? I got a commission. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. We're buying something more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. Uh, I guess it was my turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the story is going to go to the past. It's going to go to the future. It's going to go all, all over the place. Well, maybe not the future. Uh, all right. So, um, to, to get a sense of where the story is going to go. Uh, the first thing you need to do is understand me growing up. Uh, Growing up, I grew up, I am the child of a heroin addict. Um, technically, I'm the child of two heroin addicts. I lived with one. Uh, one, uh, one got treatment right away. One one continued to rock out. I lived with the one that continued to rock out in her heroin use. Uh, so up until the age of 12, uh, I lived with uh, my heroin-addicted mother and uh, my grandparents. Um, well, my, gram, my grandfather died when I was around six, so barely counts regardless um and one of the things uh, if you are a child of uh growing up with addiction that you discover pretty early on is that you don't get much of a childhood uh the, your parent is generally distracted by the awesomeness of drugs because um, they're so <laughs> awesome and uh it's a big focus so uh you you discover that you are kind of going to play second fiddle to that uh it also creates a lot of conflict in the home, as you would imagine. So uh, there are different ways people deal with that. Some people will do drugs themselves. Some people will act up. Uh, I chose a different route where I basically was as well-behaved as you could possibly be. Uh, I tried to not ever get in trouble. I tried not tried to not do anything that was going to make waves. Because I figured, you know what, there are a ton of waves going on. So I'm just going to kind of sacrifice myself a little bit here and kind of just go with the flow and you know and what that really translated into is never really being a kid you know as far as like I was cynical and bitter at like nine you're not supposed to do that so uh, that was sort of my childhood. I remember one situation where it became crystal clear to me that I had not had a childhood was uh, I was in college and a friend of mine and I had snuck into the theater uh, like our school's theater uh, and we were being like super theater nerds uh, we were just taking turns like being on stage and doing monologues as characters uh, and the other person had to shout out what character you were supposed to be so uh, you know I'm going along and we're, we're having fun and then she's like you're like a nine year old boy and I was just like uh, no let's go You know like I, I don't want to do this Like I, I tried and I couldn't even like Wrap my head around what that meant Uh and we just had to Leave and which was like a super bummer Because it was like a kind of like a weird Romantic evening kind of thing like it was Uh you know It was kind of nice and then it like ruined it Completely Uh so it, that's where I sort of discovered like I was never really a kid Uh so or do my life now, uh where I'm uh thirty eight years old. Uh thirty nine perhaps by the time you all listen to this. Um and uh I work for a video game company. Uh uh I uh I have fun podcast equipment in my house. I do comedy. I'm uh I'm basically, you know, uh, living some of that now. Uh I, and I've
0: seen the food you eat. Yes, <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I eat predominantly gummy bears and Doritos for meals. Uh it is uh yeah, no, I definitely get into that like fuck you, I do what I want, kinda of, sure. <laughs> kind of thing. Um and it was epitomized uh, very well uh this past week. Uh uh my company uh did in I, I we don't work in HQ. Uh we work in a satellite office. Uh and our company did a uh, remodel in HQ. And it's awesome. Like they have so many great things, of which we don't have. So sort of joking, I had said to, uh, said to our boss, like, hey, can can we get an ice cream machine for the office? And he's like, yeah, you know, well, let me, you know, let me see what, you know, how much you guys are thinking or whatever. But yeah, we could probably make that work. And I was like, what? <laughs> ice cream machine. <laughs> so I was explaining it to my wife. Uh, and I was like, and I found one. And it's named Spaceman. <laughs> it's an That's ice cream amazing. machine named Spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> how could I not get that? And she's like, you are living your childhood as an adult. And I was like, I am doing that. <laughs> I admittedly, I am doing that. Um, but you'll remember in our teaser that there are pros and cons to the childhood uh, in your adult sort of thing. Uh, because I was very delighted when she said that. Um, that, like, I have been a little bit more um, light. A little bit more wide-eyed. And a little bit more like, ooh, I want to have a good time. Uh, uh, this past Friday... Uh, we went to, uh, one of the things that we did at our, at my job is uh, we have outings. So like once a quarter, we'll just go do something silly and fun. Uh, and this time we went to go see uh, the Marvel uh, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, which I was super excited about. Again, I work for a video game company. We're going to see a comic book movie <laughs> in the middle of the day. Like, you know, uh, super awesome. And this is probably like the fourth one of these that we've done uh, and so far they had all been miserable for me uh, and here's why uh, another thing you need to know about me um, since um, you know it's our first podcast and a lot of people don't know uh, I'm visually impaired so uh, I have something called retinitis pigmentosa which basically translates what that is is uh, I have little to no night vision and my peripheral vision is slowly moving inward uh, to the point where you know, eventually it could all go away. Uh, the average person will see it about 180 degrees off center. I see nine, so as you'd imagine, that greatly limits uh, what you know what I can see at any one time. Uh, and all the previous ones had been places that were like wicked dark. Uh, we did one uh, to a, a bowling alley, which I thought was going to be good, except it's only night bowling so i couldn't see a goddamn thing and it was loud music and there were two lanes that were really well lit but they wouldn't fucking let me go there um language
0: dustin sorry uh <laughs> you guys didn't call me out in language at all by the way i know because you're less
1: proper than he is oh that's yeah. right um, i'm wearing a suit dave yes yeah. that's,
0: uh, that's a that's a fine gray t-shirt suit. <laughs> thank I'm you wearing. thank you uh we we had done a different one
2: uh where we uh, did like one of those escape the rooms and i was like ha ha escape the room that will be fine because it's a room how bad can it be uh, except it wasn't it was a theater that was dark and like raked the whole time so really? like it was, yeah it was like every place i stepped was dangerous
1: wow i, I did escape yeah. the room and it was just like in a room i right. never no, heard of them they're, doing they're, anything they're like all that.
2: in a room except for this one um And then we went to the ninja restaurant, which is awesome, except it's super crazy dark. And ninjas jump out if you can see them, but you can't.
1: Dustin, I feel like that
2: one, you might have had a tip off. (laughs) I know. I knew that was going to suck. All right. (laughs) I totally knew that was going to suck. But it was like, okay, we're going to the movies. How bad can that be, right? We're going to the movies. This time, I, like, this time I win. Uh, And when it was suggested, I said, okay, like, we'll go to the movies. It'll be a good time. And the person organizing was like, well... Uh, let's go to the IMAX one. And I was like, we not because I don't need a, a screen that's that big because then I can't fucking see it. She's like, Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's a sign seating sit in the back. It'll be like a different, you know, it'll be like any other normal movie. I was like, you know what? Okay. I don't want to do this. I still vote. No. And I'm the boss pretty much. Like there's one other guy that outranks me in our office, but he doesn't pay attention to it. So I can say no. But, like, the adult me is, like, being like, no, for the good of the group, let's go. Like, the the little kid me, like, the the version of me when I was six where I was already an adult and already felt responsible, that version of me was saying, yes, fine, we'll go to the IMAX thing to make mom happy. Uh, and we get there, and we discover, yes, it is assigned seating. But she read the map wrong. Oh. And we're in row four Ugh. at an IMAX movie. Uh, and I can't
0: see. And IMAX goes fucking... to like 220 degrees, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it virtually wraps around. Yes.
2: Yes, it does. Uh, and it's a 3D movie, Ugh. which makes the situation that much worse. Yeah, those um, are
1: super dark, as I recall. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, and also,
0: I imagine that 3D, when you have only 9% of field of vision, is just like things coming at you randomly.
2: It's sort of, but like if you can't really make them out in the first place, you kind of lose context. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it was very early on in the overall getting to the movie theater that we realized where we had gone south. Uh, and uh, I was angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, normally, when I am angry, I am self-contained angry I don't say anything I don't make people feel bad I don't you know um and that's where the uh the being a little kid thing came into play because I was full-on just like but I want to see the movie where I want to see the movie Like, <laughs> and I could see the person who had organized it um felt horrible and like the adult part of me was like she already feels bad enough it was an honest accident but, like, the little kid version of me was too strong. And it was just like, this sucks. This is the worst. I hate this. Why do like? Why can't they just move us somewhere else? And I could, like, I could just feel that, like, irrational four-year-old, like, you know, just wanting to, like, pound on the floor, like, you know, throw a full-on tantrum. And I was, like, three-quarters of the way there. It was only because, like, I kind of had to hold my shit together that I didn't. But I... I realized that like that little kid version of you when you are, you know, like is kind of twofold. Like it is wide eyed and happy. And it is also like angry when you don't get that happy. Cause I had spent so much time like not worrying about if I was happy, just worrying about if conflict wasn't there. That now when I'm actually like, Oh, I get to do things for me. Like, and it, is a weird epiphany to have when you're 38. But it occurred to me that people are dicks because they want to be happy and other people are not letting them be happy in the way that they want to be happy. That's why people are dicks. And I couldn't, it never even occurred to me that I just thought people were dicks because they were mean or whatever. And I was like, no. I finally accepted the fact that my happiness is rele- like relevant and important and it makes me kind of want to be a dick. It makes me kind of want to like <laughs>
0: but, get mad. But we I think people I think you're right that people are often like abrupt or m- like a little mean in the moment uh because they're like not getting what they want and they want to be happy and like It it is important. Your yeah. your imp- your happiness is important like from from the in the best nar- in the best sense of narcissism you deserve nice things right mm-hmm. um you are a you're a good person but i don't it doesn't sound like to me that y- you were a dick or that y- and and i think there's 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 a difference between even being a being a momentary dick and being a dick oh yeah no i don't i don't sure. think
2: that i went to the point of just being like you know, like you're fired. (laughs) Right. right. You know, um, but even you
1: didn't go into a full tantrum, even at that level.
2: But I did know that like I was making this other person feel bad and and I, and I had the power to stop it. Right. And I didn't, that I just sort of was like, no, I'm mad and you're going to feel shitty about this for, would however long i decide you're gonna feel shitty about this and i even could like there was a point where i could have fixed it because they said to us uh look if you and another person want to sit in folding chairs in the back of the theater you can we don't normally let that we don't normally let people do that but you can and again the little kid voice in me was like i want to sit with my friends like right <laughs> i'm not i'm not going to go sit there like some like so I'm like, weirdo, in the back of the theater, I'm going to sit with my friends. And if you're not going to be with my friends, then I'm not going to care. So I saw the movie, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I have I heard it really well. Sure. Like, it, it sounds good. And every once in a while, I could kind of make out who was on the screen. Uh, but for the most part, I need to see the movie again so I could be like, oh, that's, you know. Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what Ultron really looks like. Uh, Interesting, because almost every scene that he was in was dark, and it kind of moved around a little bit. So uh, I definitely need to go see it again. So, sort of that's my story. That if you do decide that you want to become a, a kid as an adult, watch
1: out because <laughs> Cause being a kid means sometimes being a dick. Well, yeah. yeah, it I means mean, sometimes being that immature version of you.
0: Yeah, children children are are in the worst sense of the word narcissistic. Yeah. they're they're in intensely self-focused and well, they have and, to be it's a survival yeah, trait for it, you it, have yeah. no other defenses it's uh, but in, but in modern society that makes them douchebags a yeah bunch. right um uh but i think i mean i i too have uh in a, in a for less serious reasons and to a no less, lesser extent uh have i mean i'm i'm a 37 year old dog walker <laughs> you know like i <laughs> hang out with dogs all day and i um uh, I do comedy and 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 uh, I, I have I have a wife but it's not like we live an adult existence you know like so I know what that's like um, especially because I didn't get much of a childhood either and um,
2: I thought the we way you were going to say that Like, I have a wife, but it's not like we touch each other or yeah, anything weird. We, we live in a bouncy castle. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I
0: have a wife, but I don't want cooties. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no, like, so I, I mentioned the wife thing because it's like this is the one adult thing in my existence. Everything mm. else is like I. Literally, she's out of town right now. Last night, I ordered a pizza, and I've had pizza for every meal yep. um, since then. Uh, and that was my plan. I'm going to live off pizza. I had pizza for breakfast. Um, uh, it's awesome, but but that uh, that's that's just engaging. The awesome that's just engaging, like the life you want, right? And that's not necessary. That, that, we're all dicks to somebody like from somebody's perspective but that doesn't make you a dick
2: there's that thing like that romantic comedy thing where it's like you make me want to be a better man and it's like i I think with a lot of people it's like you make me feel guilty about being the
1: kind of (laughs) super slacker i would have otherwise you make me feel guilty about having a 100 transformers on my bookshelf
0: You make me gr- begrudgingly be a better man yeah. when you are in close proximity yeah. to me. And,
2: and and just to be clear, because my wife will listen to this, I don't mean that she makes me feel guilty. <laughs> I mean I feel dumb about it. Yeah, I like her be- existence. Like it makes me feel guilty that I'm just like. I wouldn't wash dishes really ever. Right. <laughs> I just buy new dishes.
0: <laughs> I, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, I will also make that caveat too, but, uh, but Kelly's planning on going away again at the end of the month. More and, pizza. Uh, uh, she's going to go away for like a week and a half and I am going to turn into like an underpants monster <laughs> like I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be like like I'm not gonna do any laundry or dishes Dave, I don't believe like, you're gonna even wear underpants I'm gonna, turn, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a filthy disgusting <laughs> right. even Barack Obama yeah I don't know if you've read Obama like, I know we're past our time or whatever but like I'm just gonna slide this in real quick Obama in um in, I think it was uh the audacity of hope uh wrote about uh, uh, when he became a, a senator from Illinois, he had to have an apartment in D.C. where his family wasn't. You know, like so his family lived in Illinois, and he would uh, commute up to D.C. for like you know votes and stuff, uh, and split his time. And he was like, "Oh, this is gonna be so cool! I'm gonna like live a like kind of like uh, swinging bachelor life in D.C. and be and this is what he wrote. Mm. Um, and and and, uh, and then like be a family man." In Illinois not that he's gonna be like sleeping around or anything but just like like enjoying like the like pizza and beer lifestyle in DC um, and then he got to DC <laughs> and he tells a story about the first night he was there and realizing he hadn't bought a shower curtain <laughs> 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 and just like being up against the shower wall <laughs> trying to clean himself <laughs> and realizing how bad an existence he was without Michelle Obama i was like oh that's that's charming. He kills people from the air now, but he's charming.
2: Yeah, well, he
1: learned, and yeah. she's there. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and and she's made him that much more effective at killing people.
1: That's an interesting note to wow, end yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> it went I, a, uh, you know what? Went I, I, I,
0: I'm going to be uh, 100% honest. I really like Obama as a president. It's just that the presidency is a military position, and you got to kill people from the air sometimes, or you think you do.
2: All right, let's uh let's just <laughs> let's just Christ. get out of that hole. Let's yeah. get Um
1: I was going to say that being the one single guy here, I've had kind of the opposite thing, which is in order to hopefully attract women and have them want to step foot into my apartment, I've had to grow up even though I desperately want to maintain that bachelor lifestyle. And, like, I cooked a decent chicken dinner recently for the first time. And I was very proud of myself for doing that, as opposed to the rice and beans or spaghetti that I normally make. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And I also kill people from drones. Okay, well... Um... I think we all learned a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and we are now out of time. So uh, that's been our show. Um, what have you guys got going on until the next time we record this podcast that you're excited about?
1: Um, well, I've got a show on Thursday, a storytelling show. And then on Saturday, I'll be meeting up with some friends to watch a Mad
0: Max marathon.
2: I'm going to get on a plane and go out to Los Angeles. And... Work nonstop.
0: Nice, nice. And uh I also have a show on Thursday at a different venue, so Morgan and I are in direct competition with each other. Um and uh then next weekend I have a small dog that's staying at my apartment and that's always fun. Um, uh, because uh, dogs are uh, delightful and
2: just to be clear I have a show on Wednesday that I'm gonna miss because I'm out of town I don't want every, I don't want everybody thinking that you guys have all these shows and that I'm all
0: these shows all the shows like, the and the
2: that I'm not door, doing right. so. sure, sure. Just, I just have to I have to miss it because I'm an adult
1: right right right, right. my show is in front of my hundred transformers on my bookshelf okay yeah yeah they're my audience <laughs>
2: well i still make him buy two drinks though yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and bring three friends and on that note uh thank you for listening and we will see you next time